0: Okay, welcome to the podcast, folks. Welcome to Tessa Talks podcast. I don't know if uh, Paul clued in on that.
1: Um, it is. On, right?
0: yeah. You did good, good, good. We've been talking just before we started the podcast. Uh, the guys here, he's
1: baby, <laughs> so he gets it. We
0: were talking about four twenty, and he wasn't born in the sixties. <laughs> Maybe the tail end, but I doubt it.
1: No, <laughs> good, I'll good. Know.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think I'm the oldest one here. <laughs> welcome to the podcast, folks. This is. I didn't want to make a big, huge deal about it, but Franklin made me, and he made me put it on Twitter and everything. This is the one-year anniversary. <laughs> look at the look I'm getting. This is the one-year anniversary of a uh, Tesla Talks podcast. Can you believe it? Mm-hmm. we lasted one year. I, I can't believe it. And because we lasted one year, um, well, we lasted one year, but, but because it's the one-year anniversary, I figured it was only befitting if I have my original guest that I had on very, the very first Inception episode, back on, on this one. And it happens to be Paul and Franklin, Tesla um, Canuck and uh, uh, mother, Tesla Mother Frunker, also known as their real names. So welcome to the show, guys.
1: Hashtag <laughs> FSD Beta Canada.
0: Yes. Well, that was bound to happen sometime or, or, or later. Just get it out of the way early. What <laughs> get it, Yeah, it's like, like a Band-Aid. Get it out of the way. The um, elephant
1: in the room got to deal with it. So this is episode...
0: No, I get sorry. it. Franklin's more the color of elephant. Meaning. Yeah.
1: <laughs> this is episode
0: number 36 <laughs> out of 52. So in the summer, we, we we went every week, every sorry, every two weeks, every three weeks, as as the summer got busier for all of us, and uh, the, the news sort of slowed down for Tesla news and stuff like that. So we skipped a few in between there, so we didn't do exactly 52 episodes. I knew we weren't going to, but 36 isn't bad for the first
2: first year. You know why we did thirty-six though? Do you want to tell the viewers? Yeah. Thirty-six divided by fifty-two is sixty-nine. Not doing the math, it is not. Yep. <laughs> I thought you were going
1: to say four twenty, but it's, it's zero. It's zero point six nine. It
2: actually is. <laughs> um, that's what I'm here for. I bring this, the, you the know, tidbits that movie. you're not going to get otherwise. yes right? So, so. so.
0: We're also trying to keep this to a shorter show, and, and the news is a little, little, little uh, light this week. It's um, been light. So, yeah, it's, it's been light. So, but before we go on any further, we're gonna have a little toast to a one-year anniversary. Uh, Franklin, if you don't have anything, that's okay. But I see Paul has has his uh, golden mug, uh-huh. and I've I've got a little thing right here. Oh, you got there. You Ma- go Moscow I'm, Mule, people. You don't have Moscow to say what's Mule. in it. Moscow Mule. This is a little uh, rum and I know. Don't don't ask me why. It's rum and Perrier. Like I said, don't ask me why I just don't drink uh, pop anymore or soda.
1: Uh, that's okay. I won't look at you any differently.
0: Thank you. Thank you. I'm wondering. All right,
2: if- leave, leave in the comments if you can guess what's in here. Oh, I can guess in a heartbeat. Three-
0: <laughs> oh,
2: hey,
1: Santos. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So let me
0: give you a little bit of stats before we continue with the news. So this is episode number 36. So really, we've done 36 episodes this year. Thirty-one of them have been live. I guess the first five, and I remember doing this. The first five, we wanted to iron out the kinks and stuff like that, so we pre-recorded the first five and then put it up on uh, YouTube afterwards. After the after those five, we went live completely. So thirty-one live episodes. We were in different locations. We were in cars. Some weeks, I remember Franklin and Ryan and uh, different guys were in cars. We were in hotel rooms. <laughs> Franklin and I, remember I remember that.
1: that
0: yeah, <laughs> we were outdoors. I remember I was in my backyard once. Um, and, and I think at one point, Wade was uh, walking around with us at near the tail end of when he was on. Um, and he was walking around giving us a house tour and a garage tour and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. Earl and basically
2: th- gave Dex. us a house
1: tour. Yes, Dex. yes. Sorry, I don't want to put you on the spot, but who's been your favorite guest?
0: No. You know what? This is what I'm getting at. We've had <laughs> 22 different guests. Out of the 36, we've had 22 different guests in a year. Yes. I, that's something that – you know what? First of all, I got to thank Franklin for that because he did most of the footwork, and really that's the only reason he's here is to uh, get the talents. Wow.
2: <laughs> I'm just kidding. Just <laughs> I'm just – yeah, he's he's booking agent. No, I'm kidding. Uh, uh, there's there's many reasons you're here, so Franklin. We- Behind the scenes, actually, if anyone's interested, uh, I usually get guests and Dax usually gets like the topics for the week. Um, and if you ever want to come on the show, just shoot me a message and DM and I'll try to get you in at some point. Yeah. Uh, and it works really well just the way we've done it. It's not like we said, hey, these are assigned roles. It just kind of worked out that way, right? No. Um, oh. So it's it's cool. I've we've, we've made so many friends over the community over the last uh, two and a half years since I've had my car. And that's how I mostly get on everyone who you see on the show. They're just friends of mine uh, who happen to be, you know, either they're big in the community or upcoming and whatever it may be. Right. So if you guys ever want to be on the show, just shoot me a DM on Twitter and I'll uh, try to get you in at some point. Cause yeah. the more the merrier. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's exactly Another it. the
2: thing that
1: in addition to being a booking agent, I mean, Franklin has one more claim to fame in terms of us here. Um, he's the only YouTuber Tesla YouTuber I know. That actually has groupies. So if you go through (laughs) videos, so true comments, he gets all the girls. I don't know what's going on, and they're hot too. (laughs) (laughs) My responses
2: to them are so mean. Uh,
0: If people at home, if you have no idea what we're talking about, we're we're not really talking real people, obviously. We would not, you don't know that, Dax. (laughs) Whenever, if you're a YouTuber, I'm sure at one point or another, you've probably experienced this. Uh, you get in your um, comments, I guess, the, the group of comments, every now and then you get the spam where people say uh, – wh- what do they say? They, they just, most of it is just like emoticons and stuff like that,
2: right? Like little emojis? Yeah. yeah. They, they send like hearts smiley faces i love you i'm looking yeah. for a boyfriend
0: yeah and they're smart they they know not to put a link in because the link will get will get flagged right away and then what they're doing now is they're putting time stamps in it they'll put like uh one minute 24 second mark so that gets highlighted and then they do their little emojis and i love you and kisses and stuff like that so frankly <laughs> we we've all gotten them um, Franklin, gets, Franklin
1: them, gets the most.
0: He gets the most, and and he replies to them. He has full out conversations with them. <laughs> my replies to them were
1: good?
2: Oh, they are. They're, they're very
0: sarcastic and, and
2: good, and 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 fitting too. Yeah, exactly. You know, so yeah. so that's, <laughs> what, that, that's. You ever what want Paul to me a troll me my channel? Feel free, because I will one hundred percent have a conversation with you. Like Eat I so enjoy well. troll. You know, they're a lot so of fun. So. so
0: yeah. So like troll I said. Yeah, exactly.
2: Trolls and Groupies, <laughs>
0: troll right? Trolls and Groupies. That, that's, uh, that's your next channel name. <laughs> so <laughs> we, we've had 22 different guests. Now, we were talking about Franklin, and we are talking about Paul, and telling you guys how valuable they are. I, I think I say this every episode, how valuable they are. And any guest that come, comes on the show, how valuable you guys are, and how you take the time and energy out of your busy days and your family and work schedules, whatever. So I, whatever it is that you have, in your private life and you take away to come on the show, or even the guys in the chat every week, they come on and stuff like that. And they help us out and participate. A huge thanks going out and, and my gratitude goes out to you. I mean, without you guys, I mean, like I said, I've always said I could have a show by myself and there's nothing wrong with that, but it's a lot more entertaining and a lot more um, helpful when you guys are around. So Franklin has been on this year, 31 episodes. Wow. Remember, out of 36, so you've only missed five. That's great. I remember you were on death's door at one point, right? So that was probably
2: those five weeks. get <laughs> th- So back before the pandemic hit, uh, I thought I had the virus because I was like had the worst flu for like a month and a half. And I remember yeah, I, th- I think I missed like four episodes. Yep. Because yeah. Yeah. Because of the flu. And this yeah, is I'm- just before it became like a wide known thing. So I'm almost yeah. positive I had it at one point in time because I've yep. never had a month-long flu, right?
0: Probably. And and little, little um, backstory uh, thing that you don't even know, Franklin, I'll tell the, the guests that are watching and listening. Um, I was so concerned about you. I actually, you were passed out. You didn't even know this. Um, this the first time I'm telling you this, I came to your house. I was so concerned to make sure you're okay, and I put a little mirror under your nose, and I mm-hmm. saw you were breathing, and I left you were you're were, you're were out for the council so you didn't even know
2: interesting yeah yeah that's so a good, good friend because you have the to yeah.
1: franklin's price uh, well,
2: that's uh, that broken window i was looking uh, at now it all okay sense. moving
0: right along <laughs> paul's been on the show <laughs> 12 times uh, at least i i, I lost I count i think no yeah i think maybe at least 12 times i want to say 12 to 15 times um this year so that's great i mean Paul's a busy guy. Paul has actual real lives, unlike Franklin and I. Sorry, Franklin, I'm speaking. Yeah. on behalf of
2: you. <laughs> Paul is a successful YouTube channel. That's the difference. And that's it. And that's it. So, like I said, this is,
0: other than the fact that you guys were the two originals, this is the reason I wanted you guys on, on the show, uh, because it was, you know, like I said, it was what you guys did at, from the very, very beginning. And you, and, throughout the whole entire year you guys helped me out and like i said there was 22 different guests i put a little collage together and uh i meant to play it and i don't even know where it is and it'll take me time to find it i so, know one and i, I don't know I, if it's
2: true or not i just threw that out there i i did
0: i did miss one because i can't find the episode and I, we won't go into who i missed because i don't want to insult anyone or, or someone to take it the wrong way but yeah so sorry. So maybe okay, I'll a, it's a good so. It's a good idea, Franklin. Maybe I won't play that video as we talk.
1: <laughs> um, okay. But bring back McDonald's pizza. Bring you no know,
2: McDonald's pizza was pretty good.
0: Yeah. You know what? But I liked it. I never even thought of McDonald's pizza until you just brought that up.
2: <laughs> it took too long for them to make it, which went against their whole fast food thing. And it Ooh, caused man. the orders to be delayed. And that's why they got rid of it. Is it?
0: Why, why did Tony bring that up? I'm just curious. <laughs> <laughs> does because it matter. Should. It's
2: McDonald's pizza.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, yeah, true. And and uh, Darren in the chat is saying, you know what? I was a good friend for coming and checking on you when you were on Death store. Moving right along to the news because nobody wants to hear about this kind of uh, <laughs> creepiness anymore. This, and is, a, this is how a I got Tesla into your house.
2: podcast now.
0: <laughs> yes. Between Tesla Pizza and me breaking into your house. Yeah. Yeah. I can see let me just move my camera a little bit this way there we go while i talk hopefully it won't fall and i don't know if i mentioned this at the beginning i think we were off air before before we started rolling if you hear little grunts and outbursts in the background (laughs) i'm doing this live i'm in my basement i've got my son about 10 feet away from me playing uh xbox with headphones on i've uh, put the fear of god into him to keep quiet and don't make any noises but He's nine years old, so we have to cut him some slack. <laughs> yeah, and we'll just blame it on Franklin. Okay, works for me. Works for you. You guys want to say anything before we um, start off with the the news?
2: Yeah, I want to thank Darren for his article this week. Um, he does an excellent job. Uh, this is from Drive Tesla Canada. For those who are listening, not watching, yeah, that, that makes sense. Yep. <laughs> Think that through for a second. That's all you want to say? Okay. Yeah, yeah that's no,
0: it. no, thank you. And and that, that uh, segues good into their first topic because it just happens to be, and I don't know if they, you're talking about this, this, what you meant, but our first topic comes, actually most of our topics come from uh, Drive Tesla Canada. Now this article, now if you haven't seen it, go check it out. I, it's one of the things I want to say, if you haven't seen it, where have you been? But it wasn't so, so popular. What I'm talking about is Tesla put out a video just about their new 4680 battery cells and the production line and stuff like that. And the video for one, I mean, it's like under a minute long, I think like 50 something seconds. Um, and it was catchy. And you know, if I watched it a few times and just the, the scale of the production and how it's going raised a lot of questions, uh, like interesting questions, I don't know about you guys, but I'm thinking like, First of all, the question. my first question was, and I've heard some other people talk about this, was that uh, real speed or was it sped up? I'd be curious to know. Because if that's real speed and they're still working the kinks out, they're doing pretty good. Uh, My second question is, they've got a lot of production going on there. If that's that's how it truly is and it's not CGI, which I wouldn't expect it to be CGI. I think, just like a lot of people, once again, I think uh, Elon sandbagged, the timelines, because I think they're making a lot of batteries. And then the third question, which a lot of people have also asked, is all these batteries that they're making. I mean, we just watched a fifty-second video of it, but all these batteries that they're making, probably constantly—I don't know about twenty-four-seven, but I'm, I'm assuming constantly—where are all these batteries going? Where are they stockpiling them, or what are they putting them into? So I've asked enough questions. Um, I'm going to tell you something else, some more tidbits bits about the video, but. Uh, You guys want to chime in with any of those questions I was was asking myself?
2: Go ahead, Paul. You can.
1: Well, I saw a comment here. I just took the words right out of my mouth about sandbagging,
2: right? So I
1: think when production begins, right, he's going to have um, sufficient supply, right, that um, he's he's not going to have to worry about keeping up with the volumes. So that's my guess. It's just sandbagging some.
2: So I'm trying to find his comment because I could have swore. So Dax asked if the video was sped up. And uh, I believe he said, and they're also saying it in the comments, the actual video was slowed down. It's not sped up. Oh, wow. It's absolute opposite of what you're saying. Okay. Uh, because I, I remember, and I don't remember the exact quote, but he was saying that if they didn't slow it down, you wouldn't actually be able to see uh, everything that was happening properly.
0: Well, I remember him saying that a couple of years ago about some kind of production. I can't remember if it was battery production or cell production or if it was just regular manufacturing. But I remember him saying, whether it was in an interview or, or on Twitter, he was saying something. I think it was on in an interview, probably a Joe Rogan thing, where he was saying that it had to be slowed down.
2: Yeah, and he he's, said he's always touted production as like his key to fame, his key to success, I guess, and. You can really see it happening. Well, I want to say slowly, but it's rather quick. Yep. It's a bore in think- a TED talk, apparently, uh, Mark said.
1: Okay. Remember on battery day, I mean, Elon did mention something about yields, right? And maybe not knowing yet completely what the yield is going to be. So of all the ones that manufacture, how many of them are actually going to be viable? Exactly. Right. So... Um, I think there's a lot more questions than answers.
0: (laughs) Well, that's that's exactly what I was saying at the beginning, yeah. Like, I mean, it's a great video, but just that little video alone for people like us that are, like, eager for this kind of stuff, so many questions start going off in your head, right?
2: (laughs) I feel like Battery Day, a lot of people are disappointed at Battery Day. I was. I was very honest about it Uh, because I was like, hey, they hyped this up so much, I wanted to see something now, not later. And even Elon said Sounds in the past. Sounds a
1: certain uh, release we just had in December. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, sure, go ahead.
2: Elon, Elon's actually said in the past, right? Like, don't tell me about it. Show me it, right? Um, so the fact that he had this, like, big battery event where he typed it up and then didn't really show us anything substantial. Like, it was a lot of, like, hey, this is what we're going to do. Not, hey, this is what we've done. And not to take away because he's everything he said over time happens, right? Um, sometimes his timelines are delayed, like December 2020, FSD Beta Canada. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> nonetheless, it happens, right? And I think uh, the battery day event would have been a lot better if he probably waited an extra two, three months to see like what he's showing off now because I feel like that would have been a much better event because he delayed it so much anyway. What's well, an extra two, three, four months? Yeah,
0: well, it was delayed, I think. Yeah part and parcel because just Tesla delay things, but also the pandemic, I'm sure, delayed a lot of stuff too because I think at the end of the day, they wanted to do it in person. Mm-hmm. They sort of did that with the cars and the drive, uh, drive-in type of thing. But, yeah, you're, you're right, Franklin. It's don't show me what's coming or don't show me what – I forget what you were t- how you phrased it. But basically, I think at the end of the day, getting back to Paul saying – and I agree with you that they were sandbagging, or he was sandbagging the whole time. And I'm finding that Tesla and Elon is, seems to be doing that a lot. On I, I guess they figured out that's the best way to go about this kind of thing is sandbag everything and just just spring it on people so they'll be happy and surprised that it came earlier or better. So it's not a, mm-hmm. I mean, it's not a bad strategy. But I think what he meant, what he probably wanted to say, and he couldn't, is it's not what we're going to do in the future. It's not what uh, we want to do, but it's what we're doing right now. But I don't think he could have said it at the time. But really, I think
2: at the end of the day, they were doing it. Or they were just about to start doing it. Well, that's the other thing too, right? He doesn't want to come out and say, hey, uh, in the next six months, we're going to have much better batteries in our cars. That's because if he said that, like, Paul, would you have went out and changed your would you have waited an extra six months like that? Would have,
1: you know, that's a difficult question. I probably still would have bought. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, but do you see like, what I am saying right? Like, yeah, been, oh, definitely, you, and like we've we've had this discussion to, to lengths. And uh, the fact that they don't do yearly releases, people aren't waiting for the next big. Oh, it's oh October's coming. Let's wait till we get the next year's model. Like it doesn't happen. You buy it now because you know that's the best one you are going to get um, at, at right. this given day. But people are
0: people are waiting though, because in my in my uh, model y group, you wouldn't believe how many people are waiting on a couple things because it's a Canadian model y group. A they're waiting to see if that federal rebate will kick in for the standard range and the seven seater standard range. That's a whole debate in itself. And we talked about it a few episodes ago. But they're also waiting for all the stuff that they promised or they announced in in the China made and it's the Chinese made Model Y, they're waiting for it to come here to North America. I think I heard a lot of people are holding off and I just happened to be at the, I was in Oakville for something, um, unrelated to Tesla, but it was nearby. So I stopped in with, with my kids this afternoon and I went through the parking lot. There's a lot of model Y sitting there.
2: I well, mean, I don't know if they're
0: sold. I don't know if they're pre PDI, but there's a lot of model Y sitting there.
2: What's your guys no. thoughts on the long range rear wheel drive? If it's still coming or not? Yeah, yeah. No, I think it's still coming.
0: I, I, I think Tesla. I mean, I could be wrong. Just, no, it's just my I uneducated. No, it
1: is still coming.
2: Yeah. You, you guys, well, hold on a second. You, you, if you guys think it is, um, just to like not sway your opinion, but just give you a different perspective, Elon said that he was going to cancel the standard range because it didn't make sense, and that the long range would be coming in a few months. Mm-hmm. Then a few months went by, and we got the standard range. We didn't get the long range rear wheel drive. So, so
0: if Frank, so if uh, I said Franklin, I meant Elon. <laughs> I gave you Ooh, a compliment. Interchangeable. If, e- if Elon <laughs> came out tomorrow and said we're not making a long range, really, at the end of the day, how many people, after he said the same thing months ago about about the standard range, how many people at this point would take him seriously? I wouldn't, because I know that all it would take is. Uh, a, a lull or some kind of slowdown, or not that there is going to be a slowdown, but e- you know what I mean. Some kind of perfect timing in the production line where they'll insert the long range, just to you know spur up uh, interest and more demand. That's exactly what they did here with the SR, right?
2: Yeah. Oh, and that's and the other. Edge point. Point. Go, the go ahead,
1: go ahead, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> get a word in edgewise today. Um, Sorry, Paul. I apologize.
2: apologize.
1: That's okay. You always do it, Franklin. <laughs> I, I, you
2: know. We're still
1: friends. Um, I just want to get back to this thing about waiting, right? Because you asked me a really good question, uh, Dax. Is like, would I have waited, right? And what I found, like, you know, this is my third Tesla, right? The Model Y. And what I found is that if you wait, you might get something, but then there's always something else coming behind yeah. it. And they are like, oh, shit, I'm going to wait for that. No, I'm going to wait for that. And then, like, you just keep waiting, <laughs> yeah. right? So it's yeah, totally, I, mean, I totally agree. If yeah. you need a car and you like Tesla buy Tesla.
0: yeah I agree. Yeah. But like I said, I, I I'm on the same page as you um, when you need it, you need it right but yeah with that said, I guess some people or a lot of people out there are not let means not say a lot. Some people out there have the liberty uh, and the patience to wait and I, it seems like that's what they're doing according to my small little, Model Y Facebook group, it seems that people are waiting because every day the federal rebate question comes up, and I have to turn mm. off commenting and say use the search feature. <laughs> but getting back, Franklin, did you have something to say about that? No, no, you're good. Keep going. Okay, getting back to to the video, let's talk about some. I guess you could say Easter eggs or little hints that a uh, Tesla drop, and they're so they're so brilliant at doing this. Like, they're so good at doing this. So what I guess nobody but this one person, or maybe just this one person was the first person. His name is uh, Dave Lee on Twitter. He spotted, and he had a keen ear, that the the, the, there's a song. I I would play the video, and I I still could. I I mean, anyone watching at home, I'll I'll play it. I'll just uh, mute the sound. Um, There's a song in the background, and that's why I'll mute it because I don't want any copyright infringement issues. But there's a song in the background by it's an old 60s song by a guy named Don Hinton it's called Honeybee and in in the video at the 19 second mark this this is what Dave Lee I put on Twitter at Twitter the 19 second mark they talk it, i guess part of the lyrics of the song says i'll walk a million miles and they talk and they reference that so of course you know us Tesla fanboys we freak out about then we're like oh a million miles this is the million mile battery and was it accidental I don't think so. What do you, yeah. What do you guys think? <laughs> Franklin, do you think it was accidental? Perfect.
1: No.
0: <laughs> yeah. And then there's also another part in there that uh, someone responded to the original tweet by Dave Lee and said, there's another part in it. Just a couple verses. I mean, a couple lines after the million miles where they talk about uh, being charged up <laughs> to not a lot of people talked about that, but so, getting back to that video let me let me just play it let me see if i can mute it i mean i don't think you guys would hear it anyways um but that's the video of it going right there it's like if that was slowed down that's incredible that it slowed down because they look like they're making a lot of batteries now at the beginning of the video you just see the the individual cell being made and everything and then you see it as it, as the video progresses you see the line getting bigger and bigger and near the end of the video you see them being put into like containers, not packs because we know they're all individually packed. So they don't actually go in packs like like the um, 2170s and the 6850s, but they're going into some kind of containers at, near the end. And there are a lot of containers. Like here, you can see it on the shelves here. Uh, there's a lot of trays and containers. Those are all, if I can, you can't see it there. Well, there's just a row and row of batteries. There's a lot of batteries. Uh, but I wanted to uh, bring up that one point about uh, the million mile. Can you imagine, like, really? Like, obviously, and uh, this has been brought up before, and we've talked about this a million mile battery, which is in here in Canada, and for the metric system, that's 1.6 million miles. <laughs> like, that's insane. Like, obviously, we know that no car will last that long. That battery pack basically is saying it's reusable so the f- the car will need to be replaced and that battery pack will need to which is a good thing right we're all in in this uh, whole reusable uh, environment it uh, which we power be. Wall. yeah <laughs> that would be great oh, can you imagine you, what is running your house for say 40 to 50 or 60 percent of the day used to run your car five years ago or 10 years ago yeah. that's amazing
2: yeah, it's pretty crazy.
0: So that was the video for for the um, for Tesla doing the uh, production lines and stuff like that. I'll get rid of that right now and bring up the the next one. And that that uh, video, like I said, Dave, not Dave. Uh, what was it? Hinton guy, the the artist that that did it. Uh, he, where are we going here with these? Okay, yeah, right here. That video was called. Or that song was called um, "Honeybee." Now I don't know mm-hmm. if this is a correlation or this is um, any kind of little Easter egg or anything too. Just the name of it was called "Honeybee." But today, this article is by Electric, we get a our first look at the um, the new structural battery pack that's going to be in these cars. Whether it's going to be the and we don't know yet. We're, we're I think we've been told or we're assuming it's going to be the new Wise coming out of berlin it'll be obviously in the cybertruck i'm not sure if it'll be in the semi uh, correct me if i'm wrong guys and the rumor is but no one's confirmed it but a high speculation is probably going to be in the new um model s refresh hasn't been confirmed because as of now there is no refresh right according to tesla but we're looking at it right here uh, electric got some um like some Got a pretty good scoop here. They got some pictures. I don't know where they got this from. But if you zoom in 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 the uh, actual unibody structural pack here, you see these. Now, I apologize for anyone that's listening and not watching at home um, because you really have to see this. And if you are listening, when you get a chance, check out Electric's article from uh, January 19th. You see these dozens and dozens, if not hundreds and hundreds, of little round circular. spots or trays where the 4680s are probably going to be encased in and remind tell me if it does the same for you guys it reminds me of a honeycomb Mm
1: -hmm.
0: it looks exactly yeah yeah, exactly
1: like a honeycomb
0: so that's where the little correlation with honeybee comes in Um,
1: so structurally speaking though isn't that the optimum shape right
0: Yes, yes, you're, you're absolutely right because if you go further down in electric, electric did their homework. Further down they show here, this is a. in this, let me zoom in on this if you guys are watching at home. This is a BMW i3. It uses the hexagonal honeycomb structure for uh, crash absorption in their mm-hmm. battery pack. And this, I think they, I don't know if this was used in their actual pack or, or the sidewalls of the pack, but yeah, like you said, it is the most optimal uh, rigid shape. That and what I a triangle too, right? Uh, a pyramid, a pyramid supposed to be, have a good, sh- good, um, rigidity and, and strength. What do you guys think? <laughs> what do you guys think of, of the honeycomb shape?
1: I, I think it, I think it looks like a work of art.
2: Yeah. Like, so in terms of, it's probably like a really bad comparison, but, uh, when you're 3d printing, this is the optimal fill, uh, because you get the strongest structure, uh, while using the least amount of material, while you're getting the mm-hmm. strongest, you're basically getting a really good shell uh, with less material, basically. Because, I don't know, there's not much more to say about it. But uh, it makes sense that Tesla would do this, right? And the i3 is doing it already, so it's not far-fetched that you're going to start seeing this in the Plaid-S, uh, as they mentioned in the chat. Um, but, so but yeah, So, Franklin, ahead. I was going to... Go ahead. No, go ahead. Yeah. I was just
1: going to poke your brain a little bit about, um, you know, back in the day. Um, I mean, I don't know if it's still called this, but there's something called hive computing. Right. And generally speaking, when something dies in the hive, so to speak, um, you know, the functionality lives on, right. It can survive the death of a number of these little hives. And, Ultimately, there will be individual battery pack failures, right? So I imagine it's a similar strategy here, right? Yeah. Because this, this is not going to be replaceable.
2: I, I'd imagine it's that that's true because, like you said, not every single one's going to be functioning forever. So yeah. th- the ones that do die, the rest of them are just going to continue pushing forward and, mo- and working, which is good because you're not like – they don't have to replace everything, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, yeah, that's so, a good point. From like a usability yeah, perspective, it makes a lot of sense.
1: And then someone mentioned in the comments about getting in an accident, though I think, you know, in that case, it's probably a write-off for sure, right? Yeah, it's not going to be able to be repaired.
2: Well, yet. that's like the, um, like the single casting that they're getting into, right? Uh, yeah. It's good from Tesla's perspective in terms of like mass producing, saving money. Uh, increasing profits and then for the consumer it's good for uh safety and things like that Uh, but if you damage the the cast if you damage the main shell your car's a write-off because they can't they can't like strip off everything off the car throw on a new new shell or new undercasting and be like yeah here's your new car uh so it's bad in that perspective Uh, but it's interesting because I was doing some reading about this to see which way is actually better um, and more cost efficient Uh, because most cars or all cars right now have like hundreds of parts it's actually really cost it's really costly to keep changing all the parts around wherever your accident happens uh, where if you have like one big shell on the shells damaged uh, your car is garbage anyway but If the shell isn't damaged, it's actually a lot cheaper to replace all the parts you need because uh, there's a lot less parts, right? So overall, it's like cost efficient to the consumer as well, as well as Tesla. So it's kind of interesting to see uh, them do this and hopefully they pull it off successfully, right?
1: Yeah. It's definitely innovative, right?
2: Yeah. There's no doubt
1: about that.
0: Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And um, moving right along, Franklin, you wanted to, to uh, touch on this, this uh, FSD price uh, yeah. tweet from Elon? I'll bring it up. We've, here.
2: we've talked about this a couple of times how uh, there's no trade in value to FSD when you trade in your mm-hmm. car to Tesla. I know that. Yep. I traded
1: trade in the Y, so I know.
2: <laughs> and I've done some research locally, uh, at least where we are. Uh, currently, the used market values FSD around six to $7,000. Uh, so if you were to go private, private
1: sale or is
2: that on private sale? Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah,
2: (laughs) No, no. So Tesla will give you $0 for FSD, but privately where we live, uh, at least in our market, we'll get between six and $7,000 more just for having FSD. Right. So if you're someone like myself who paid less than that, I'm actually up. Right. Yeah. Uh, And I think over time as FSD increases in price and hopefully soon, Uh, FSD Beta Canada, that $2,000, $2,600 increase, right? Um, That used market price is going to increase, right? Because it just makes sense. Uh, So it's really good, though, that someone actually got this to Elon's attention, saying FSD is literally given no value right now. Because they take it off, and then, as Paul knows, they took it off your car. They're going to resell the car. And then if someone wants FSD, they're going to sell it to them again, uh, so,
0: well, they're not supposed to. They're supposed to sell it with FSD, but I think they bake it into the price, no doubt, right? Yeah.
1: But but you know, if I if I got you know zero for my FSD on my Model Three trade, right, and if they sold it with FSD, right, then you know why is somebody else getting my FSD? <laughs> I think that's the problem, <laughs> right? Like it should, and and I agree with people who have said that. You know the FSD should be attached to your account,
2: right? Or at the very least, have like a reasonable transfer fee. Well, here, here, yeah, sure. Yeah,
0: as you bring that up, yeah. uh, not what Wood Franklin's talking about. Just to tell people, give people at home some context here. This was on Twitter. This was a, a tweet that was put out by a guy named Pierre. He said basically he paid for FSD in November on his Model Three, and he traded it in, and he got no FSD value. And Elon, and he didn't think it was right and not fair. And they should change it. Elon mm-hmm. replied to him saying, I'll, uh, looking into this, no question that FSD should be viewed as reasonably valued when doing a trade-in. So he even agrees, right? And I guess he didn't know. Uh, and this is what Franklin's talking about, and that's what spurred up this whole conversation. But if you go further down, um, a lot of people put in good comments here, like Tesla Raj mentioned that it should be able to go forward and stuff like that. Uh, even Trevor uh, chimed in on it but Chris from Dirty Tesla brought up a very interesting thing and I think there's nothing wrong with doing this once he said any chance of a one time transfer of FSD FSD seems to be fair to Tesla uh, to Tesla and the customers just one time you have it you can do it, you can use it once
2: i would prefer anything? uh like pay 3000 pay 4000 i, I to agree to, get your, to yeah, get your that that'll work too Because if you think like, I know 3,000 or 4,000 sounds like a lot, but it's not. Because you paid the bulk of your money up front already, and now you're only paying a fraction of it to get it to your new car. And I think it's fair because it's almost like you're extending your license. Uh, Windows does, like, if you have an existing Windows, you do an upgrade, it's a lot cheaper uh, because you already have an existing Windows. Uh, It's like you have the existing software, now you're just paying for a for a transfer basically. Right. Yeah. And I think that would be better than a one time. Cause even that one right. time you're going to have people that complain, Oh, I got my one time. I took the car off the lot. I got totaled. It's not my fault. I just lost my FSD. Right.
1: Well, if you, Northern yeah, Tesla made, I'm not sure if you could pull up that comment. Um, uh, Dax, but like, this is, this is where I'm going with it. Right. Because how many current Tesla owners who love their car, right. And maybe they got their Tesla several years ago and they're ready to upgrade, right? This I think would spur a lot of upgrades if there was a program, you know, even if it is one time, like Dirty Tesla was suggesting, you know, if there's some type of program to allow people to port their their FSD, they would sell more cars. I think a lot of people would upgrade.
0: I agree. And and I agree with anyone's suggestion, whether like you guys say a discounted rate, or Chris says a one time fee, or like Rye says just have it transferable for whatever. I agree with you guys. The sad part is I don't think they would do that. I'm, I'd be happily, I'd be happy to be wrong, but I don't think they'd do that. Only because this subscription service is coming, and I think they look at it. When I say they, I mean Tesla looks at it as this may be the answer to everyone's gripes.
2: Yeah, I don't, know. I I don't know if it
0: will be, but I, th- I have a feeling that's what their outlook is on it.
2: Uh, coding Mark also said another thought would be to purchase FSD for an X number of vehicles attached to an account. Yeah, yeah, right. So, and, and, there's a lot and, of like good solutions to this, uh, to still make Tesla gain because you got to think they're still a business, they still have to profit. Um, and they're still going to gain, but they're just going to gain more customer customer loyalty. In a and they're way. also gaining the the price of a new vehicle, right? Yep.
0: Yeah. So. Somebody, somebody, I don't know if it was Twitter, or was somewhere social media, uh, mentioned a couple of days ago. They're like, I still wish Tesla would allow me to buy FSD, even if I haven't purchased a car yet, and just put it on my on my account. And when I do, I get to put mm-hmm. it on that car, That's so the pr- it locks in that price. Like, what harm mm-hmm. is it in Tesla to do that? Like, I don't get it. Other than yeah. the harm of maybe it goes up a grand or two next. But at least you're you're almost by doing that, you're like, that's like a down payment. That's like solidifying a customer, a future customer, in my opinion. Yep. Okay, moving on to the next one you want to talk about there, Franklin.
2: Yeah, just real quick. Because I didn't see this get covered a lot by a lot of different people. Um, so can you like, yeah, there you go. I was going to ask you to zoom in. You beat me to it. Uh, Owen on Twitter said feedback because the tweet above it Elon basically said feedback is really good it uh, it helps feedback is always super appreciated it always helps uh, to donate money when you want to make a difference he's talking about signal and all sorts of stuff but anyway uh, Owen said feedback stop calling the base model three slash Y standard range or standard range plus <laughs> uh, you know there's nothing or there, there's nothing standard that's appealing no matter how many pluses you put in front of it. So can you think of any product where you, you're like, yeah, I'm going to buy the standard one because that's the one that's good for me. Uh, so this guy makes a good, good point. Owen makes a good point, and Elon said good point. And yeah. I wonder if we're going to see that in the near future. You're no it longer going all... to be able to buy a standard range plus.
0: It almost cheapens
2: it. Well, wasn't this what there,
0: I assumed... Wasn't this what they wanted to do a few years back when they started dropping the 75 and 60 and 85 and 90 and 100 little badges on the back of the S's and the X's? They wanted to get away from that, right? And they wanted to just unify it and whatever pack you had, you had, but you didn't have to announce it. So, yeah, I, I don't see anything wrong with this. Just drop the SR. And I know they don't put SR on on threes and Ys, all they put on is dual motor. And if it's a performance, they put the red line underneath, right? And if it doesn't have it, then it's just nothing. And then you just assume it's a rear-wheel drive. The only difference is now you don't know if it's a rear-wheel drive original or if it's an SR Plus or even an SR. But no, this guy brings up a very good thing, and 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 I guess Elon must have figured out. Yeah, makes sense. Well,
1: did he? Let's 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 kind of really look at Elon's response here and recall his sense of humor. So, um, I I think I don't know. I I I'm not so sure he's agreeing with him. I think he's just being funny. Good point, because he said without the period.
2: <laughs> hey, this is how full page articles are. Maybe. Yeah,
0: exactly. Oh, that's even one word too many. Full page articles are usually on just one word responses from Elon. But Angelo in the in the chat, he says "peasant model," and obviously he's Angelo must be a friend of Earl's for that.
1: <laughs> well, you know, I mean, I think sometimes I draw some parallels between Tesla and Apple from a marketing perspective, right? And yeah, you know, if you look at what Apple does with their, you know, their iPhone. Um, 12 and then iPhone 12 Pro and then iPhone 12 Pro Max.
0: They've gotten crazy over the last few years. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, but, but you
1: don't see standard in front of the the iPhone 12, right? Just the base models on iPhone 12 standard. So I, mean, I think there's a point there about, you know, from a marketing perspective about what sounds appealing for an aspirational brand. And let's be honest. I mean, Tesla is an aspirational brand right now. You know, um, I, th- I think it's a good point.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree. Just like Elon. Good point. <laughs> <laughs> you you are like Elon, Paul. Mo- moving right along. This is like we don't without have to the money. Yeah, yeah. You and I'm I. Elon been- without the money. Yeah. All of us combined. <laughs> yeah. Um, moving right along. Like I said, I don't want to take too much. I just wanted to really show, show this. You guys can give me your opinion on what you think of it. Um, but I just wanted to. Highlight this article once again by uh, Drive Tesla Canada. They talk about the rear cargo area in the seven seat Model Y. And how I remember seeing this, and I thought, I, 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 before I saw this video, I thought, hmm, that looks interesting. If you look in this first picture, once again, I apologize to all the audio listeners, but this is basically a picture of the third row folded down where you have all the cargo space as a five seater you normally have. But in this picture, you've got like a little it's flat, and then just before it goes up to meet the third row folded flat seats, it goes up on a ramp, and I'm thinking, hmm, to put something flat in there, like if you got like a picnic table, like those folding picnic tables, those plastic tables that you put in flat, or you put in anything like boxes or something like that, when you hit that, because it goes up, it looks like it's a. Like, once again, I'm describing it for anyone that can't see it. It looks like it goes up about, another, about an inch or two on a pretty steep angle. It looks like a good... 40 degree angle, maybe 45 degree angle. And that would seem to get in the way. So I wondered about that. And then uh Darren, I guess, in his uh uh digging his his hunting that he always does, he found this video. Yeah, he's found this uh the bottom of it, yeah, right down here. <laughs> it's uh, not
2: completely flat.
0: No, but what he what it does is it's brilliant how Tesla's engineer, engineers here. Basically, that folding Sorry, not that folding. That lid or that cover, that as we all know, that they're the cover that fold that covers the uh, the well, the, the deeper trunk area of the back seats of or the back area of all Teslas. That's I call it. I don't know what you want to call it. I call it the well area. There's always a, a lid that covers it. Now, this lid on the Model Y 7-seater, it's reversible. So you can turn it upside down, and depending on which way it is, as you can see in this video, when they flip it, it goes flush. Now, you don't have that 45-degree angle, that that huge difference in, in height. And then it stands up there. You can see in the video, it actually stands up. So it goes from having that little, I guess, that little rectangular uh, space, that area, which is also, if you think about it, pretty handy because what you can do with that is you could use stuff so it doesn't move around and slide around as you're driving. It'll stay in that area. That maybe that's why they've, uh, they've put it. And it's like I said, it's sunken a little bit more so it, it affords, if you need all the height in, in the back of the trunk, it, it affords maybe another inch or two. So I just think it's brilliant to the engineers that yeah. developed that.
1: I, I also think it's a really great design and um, I'm wondering if uh, Dreamcase had anything to do with it, <laughs> because at least now this way, when it's flat, you'll be able to put your Dreamcase mattress on it.
0: Yes, true. And <laughs> I'm, when, I'm
1: half but, joking. I know. I, you I know. know I'm <laughs> sure that was part of the reason they wanted it flat, because we know a lot of people do camp in, exactly. their, in their Tesla,
0: right? It's yeah. a real thing. That like, would that would be a pain in the butt pardon the pun and literally that would be a pain if it was on that angle that little bit of a dip think think of sleeping all night <laughs> where right around depending on how tall you are i guess and where you're situated in the in the back there with it uh going down that much
1: yeah it wouldn't work no yeah, yeah. so i thought that was so just was a little great design
0: yeah a little, little cool little thing um one last thing i i, I didn't even want to bring this up but I will because it came up at the last minute. Once again, it is another. Then we'll get to some uh, quick questions, and we can rifle through the questions before we end off. Um, another article by Drive Test Canada. This came up at the last minute as I was prepping for the show. Uh, a survey, he, Canadian survey here, it shows that four myths that are keep that are keeping Canadians from buying an EV. Now let's go through the myths, and we know. I mean, we've talked about this in other episodes, and we've talked about it off here, the, the three of us, about. You know, the adoption and of EVs worldwide, North America-wide, even Canada-wide, where we live, right? So we've talked about this, basically. Um, It talks about 50% of Canadians are ready to make the switch to electric vehicles, but then there's some... myths that people don't know about, or people assume. And if you go down here, we'll, we'll go through all there's four of them. Myth number one, and once again, thanks, for Darren, for putting this together. Um, myth number one, where will I find a public charger? So people are thinking, you know, now Tesla aside, this is just for all EVs. Tesla obviously has no issue, in my opinion. And in my opinion, once again, I've re- I said this so many times, I reiterate it again, this I think is what separates other EVs from Tesla's is the supercharging network. I just finished watching a couple nights ago. I don't know if you guys caught it. Um, uh, what's his name? Aspect Motoring. Uh, I forget the guy's name. Kyle, Kyle, Aspect Motoring. He had a he did the cannonball run in the the Porsche Taycan, but and that video is coming soon. But he did another video where he picked it up in Florida. And he went up to new york to start the trip and the video is like it's like an hour and 10 minutes a long video um but if you watch it you see the number one thing the problem and and he used one of the best charging networks out there other than uh, the superchargers which he used um um eo or electrify, AO, uh, electrify america yes uh yeah. eo yeah E-EA, ea yeah electrify america he used that and so many of them were down, or so many of them had charging issues, uh, handshaking with the car and taking a long time. Like, I lost count of how many times he had to change spots and go over to the
2: next spot. I'm trying like, to remember the name now. Uh, there's one I tried charging up with. Uh, here here I, in Canada? You're here in Canada, and I needed a charge. Um, we actually had a Tesla meet that day, and we picked that spot specifically because they had chargers. So I had my adapter, we had like a bunch of Tesla's there. We we're gonna go in and have a brunch. And I had to open up their app, like I had to download their app. I had to put money on my card. So I paid them like $10, $15.
0: Yeah.
2: And then I sat there and I was trying to like fiddle around to get the charger to work with my phone to get my car connected. And about 20 minutes later, I just gave up because I could not for the like of life of me get my payment like my payment was on my account my money was sitting there they just couldn't connect my car and it was such a hassle so and like, but and you're a tech savvy person can you imagine the layman person yeah and i'm like sitting and at the end of it i emailed them and asked them for a refund cuz i never used their service <laughs> and i don't think i ever will um it was just like hey i'm there i really needed a charge and then at the end of it i just ended up going to a supercharger cuz it was just easier yeah um but if you know
1: I've racked up uh, probably 150,000 kilometers between my Teslas so far, and every time I've needed to go to a third-party charger, every time I go up to one is broken. So I think there there is an issue here. Either that, or I just have really bad luck, right? No, but no, it's not just you. Tesla, it's just it's not reliable, right? And that's okay, going to be the so problem for the other manufacturers. It, you
2: know? it is flow, by the way.
0: Flow, Flow. Yeah, and buddy, and Flow is one of the better ones. I've had pretty good success with Flow. But yeah, I, I hear you. Right. You have to, you have to do an account, and then you have to
2: load the account. No, I get it. But just is there- a tip for anyone: uh, ChargePoint is good. I like ChargePoint. Good. You have to do the uh, same thing though. You can send away for a ChargePoint card, and every single ChargePoint I've ever used has been free. Uh, you get like the first hour for free, which is usually more than enough for me. Yeah. Um, but I don't have the app installed. I just have their little card because. I don't like having apps installed on my phone. Very OCD that way, that I'm not going to use often. So instead, I have this little, I have the card that sits on my. You would not like to see my phone, <laughs> and but it's good because I have the little card. Anytime I want to use it, I just go tap the NFC, and it works great. Yeah. Uh, so I like, I like that one. I flow was a real pain. No, nope. Angelo I, I, agrees in the chat. Yeah,
0: flow. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't have a problem with flow. Yeah, I know Angelo probably didn't like it. But, charge Charge Point's good. Now, when I had my before I had my test, I had my Kia. And I had the little things on my key on my key fob. I had the little uh, ChargePoint had a little um, little t- key tag with a with a barcode on it. That worked too. But now ChargePoint actually you can use the app, uh, and it's like uh, Apple Pay. It's like um, you just you just it's NFC. You just uh, touch it near the charge yeah. Point.
2: That's what I'm saying though. Instead of using the app, I prefer the card, so I yeah. don't have to have the app installed for that. You know, one time a year I, I use it.
1: Franklin still has a phone with 16 gigabytes of storage, so.
2: Actually, I do, honestly, I don't pay for upgraded storage. There's no point. Cloud is the way to go.
0: <laughs> no, you know what? And and here's the funny thing. I was just that was myth number one. Oh, I'm sorry, I was talking about myth number one. That wasn't even the problem. But if that was like how we were just griping about all the public chargers not working, if that was on this list of four. I wouldn't, I I couldn't argue with them, right? But that isn't, ironically, that's not on the list. The, oh, really? Myth number one, and no, it's it's where can I find a public charger? So let's just say that there's, there's no lack of public chargers. Whether they work or not, that's a separate issue, like we just discussed. But uh, there's over 14,000 public chargers across Canada. Now, yeah, you may say there's five times that in terms of uh, gas stations. But you know what? It's growing, right? So there's fourteen thousand. So there's more than enough. In my not sure. Sorry, I shouldn't say there's not more than enough. There's enough right now for twenty twenty one and for how many EVs are on the road? As that grows, you know that'll that'll go up in in um in but in numbers. How,
1: how many of these are level one though, which aren't level one um, or level two rather, which aren't very useful?
0: Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, yeah. No, I'm guarantee it. It's not 14,000 level three. So, yeah, they've got to have that level two in there. So, but like like um, Darren uh-huh. goes on to say, if that's not enough, there's also f- uh, the fact that the, the vast majority, 71% is what, what he's talking about here, uh, is charging done at home while you sleep. And I I said this before. When I talk to my friends at work and family and stuff like that, and I tell them, because like, the first question is when how long is it take the charge, and I tell them, oh, I, I charge at home when I'm sleeping, just like you charge your cell phone. And anyone that says, Oh, I don't know, I don't charge my cell phone at night, I'm like, okay, don't get it, <laughs> don't get a test. If you don't charge your cell phone nightly and plug it in before you go to bed, then they get free <laughs> charging at work. Why would they charge yeah. it at home? Oh really? To charge your cell
2: phone? <laughs>
0: okay. Myth number two. You know what? I'll come back to myth number two. I'll I'll um I'll come okay, back. So- to it.
2: Myth number three is EVs don't have enough range. 84% respondents did not know they can travel more than 350 kilometers on a full charge. So myth one, two, and three, I'm going to ask one question to you, as well as people in the chat. Uh, On your day-to-day travel, I'm not talking road trips, day-to-day, how many times have you guys stopped and said, oh, man, I need to run out to a charger because my car's about to die?
0: Exactly, and and that's exactly what Darren's saying here. It's like in reality, most people drive fifty kilometers a day, which is thirty miles a day, like the average person. On other than road trips, like planned road trips, you're not going to have to worry and think about public charging. You're going to do with what the cars have today. You're going to do no more than three hundred and fifty uh, on a full charge. I, in my opinion, I is that what you were
2: getting at? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, so yeah. I'm actually at the reverse now. I know people have like range of anxiety. I'm like the complete opposite where uh, my car's plugged in at night. When I get in my car in the morning, I just drive throughout the day. You know, I never once check my range no. when I'm coming home because I never think about it because I know my car has enough. Neither do I. Yeah. Neither do I. It's...
1: Yeah. And that's, that's why, you know, Darren's calling it myths here, right? Because yeah. that's, that's exactly what it is. So how do you change? How do you reframe that? You know, yeah. so that people think about it differently. That's the question, right? That's so. the question.
0: Yeah, yeah. And you know what? Maybe he answered it down here. I didn't go down to check, but I'll, I'll quickly go to myth number four: EVs are too expensive. Uh, of those forty-seven percent who uh, would not consider an EV, fifty-nine percent of them uh, said it was because they were too expensive to to buy and maintain. Now if this is what they're saying to buy and maintain, they have no idea to maintenance because that that's, no. that's one thing that they can't, there's no argument in there. Right. And then uh, um, Darren goes on to say, talking about provincial and federal rebates, depending on what you get uh, anywhere from 13,000 Quebec and 8,000 in BC. And of course here in Ontario, nothing. Thank you, Mr. Ford. But just, it just goes to show you that, that, People have no idea, and, and this is a, the same thing I've, oh, I've talked to my friends and family
1: about. Go ahead, Paul. It's it's It doesn't even have anything to do with the rebates either. The rebates are nice. I mean, they sweeten the pot, and they exactly. visual, and you can really see, see it. But if you look at any EV purchase, not just the Tesla, but you have to look over it, um, look at it not in terms of acquisition costs, but your total cost of ownership over, let's say, five years, right? And the average person holds onto the car for six years, according to studies, right? So that's the frame line you have to look at it. So you're not going to have to pay for gas, you know, these type of things. Uh, Very few moving parts in electric vehicles. Um, You know, the maintenance costs are a lot less. You may never need to replace your brakes, right? Like,
2: uh, So um, Coder Mark, Coding Mark, actually put out a poll about this, uh, Paul asking mm-hmm. what like what needs to happen for more consumers to jump on board like your average consumer and I know like cost of ownership over time like as you and I know it's like makes a night and day difference right in terms of like ownership but you have to think as the end consumer what they care about most is how much it costs upfront and I know yes. it's not the way you should think about it but unfortunately that's how the mass majority of people do so I feel like for mass, uh, consumer purchasing you're going to need uh, you need the, the initial sticker price to come down to what they're used to saying hey I'm not going to go buy a car that costs X amount I'm used to buying a car that costs this that car is out of my price range uh, because for them to understand hey over time it's going to be way cheaper it's harder to it's harder to one sure, break I that and two get that. from a financial perspective right yeah, uh, because they might be saving money over time, but they still need that money up front to be able to save money over time.
1: Yeah, they have the money that they have now, right? And and that's yeah. definitely for for people who um who are concerned about that, that's totally legit, right? Yeah, but if if you if you are you know if you can um, afford a little bit more of upfront costs, then it absolutely makes sense to look yeah. at an EV, right?
0: Yeah, while you guys were talking about that, I I completely agree with you, too. Yeah, we and saw you
2: just, like, scrolling through your... Yeah, your no, because
0: while you guys were talking about it, I was looking for this one video I watched yesterday, and I forgot where it was, and I was going through my history. And if you saw, like, Minecraft stuff, that's my son. You don't be shy. No, 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 I'm just saying. <laughs> Anyways, um, a good video came out a couple days ago. I, at least I watched it a couple days ago uh, by a guy on uh, YouTube called 2-Bit uh, Da Vinci. Very popular guy. He talked about. He did a video, an eighteen-minute video, where he broke down the true cost of owning a Tesla Model Three or a Y, and he put it up against very comparable, very competitive cars in the class, like Lexus's and BMWs and stuff like that. And watch this video. Like, if, if you have any, and this is a, okay. Anyone watching or listening to this, don't watch the video because you you know what we're talking about, already. Right? But if you have any. Family members, or friend, or colleague, or anything that thinking about it might be on the fence, or even doubting it, and argue with you all the time. Get them to watch this video. This this guy crunched the numbers. He did his homework. I mean, there's lots of videos out there, but this is the most recent one I've seen, and it it speaks volumes. It it shows you, and like he broke down maintenance, and like he went finite in in, in these uh, numbers, and it showed that in in every three tests he did, a comparison test he did. The the EV came out on top, and the, and Tesla came out on top uh, out of the three of them. Now you could say he's a little biased; he has a Tesla. But watch the video; it's it, it's it's good, right?
2: Okay, we agree with you. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I, I didn't know if
0: I lost you or, or a second. I thought maybe you're frozen or something because I was heard nothing but dead silence. But yeah, so <laughs> <laughs> let's. Uh, while we do that, you know what? We've got a minute. Uh, Let's go to the stories, and then I got a couple questions. I've got actually a few questions, but I've got a couple. We'll, we'll try to shorten tonight's episode, because I know some of you guys got to go. Uh, Let's do but, the
2: questions first, and then the stories.
0: Okay. Well, then, ad lib for a minute. Let me just uh, queue up the questions here.
2: Okay. There's... So, there's actually one uh, that was sent, and I'm sure you got it as well. It was talking about the delivery experience from Thomas. Did you see that one?
0: Uh... Yeah, you okay, got that so
2: one? Thomas was picking up his Model 3 long-range all-wheel drive uh, just before Christmas, and he wanted to share his experience to hear yeah. uh, to hear how our experience compared. Um, so, this is just before the end of quarter-four deliveries. Uh, he lives out in Norway, and uh, they weren't delivering in the superchargers. They're doing it out in the parking lots, and... Basically, you showed up to a huge exhibition center. Uh, you go inside. There's a long queue. You finally check in. Uh, and you're actually checking in in a tent. And eventually, they say, here's where your car is parked. Uh, and he was saying it was minus 5 degrees Celsius outside, um, which is what, like 37, 38 Fahrenheit? Um, and it took him about no, a that's power- like. Twenty-five.
0: No. That's it. Yeah. Twenty-five. Okay. Anyways, sorry. I don't mean to correct you, but no, no, yeah, I, I thought you did. No, he you,
2: you
1: deserved correcting. Then,
0: <laughs> yeah, no, for sure.
1: <laughs> Youngin. I don't know.
2: I don't know if, I don't know if you're that well.
0: No, I, I, I remember reading this too, and this is one I wanted to come uh, bring up because yeah, I like the time this. and I like energy. One. Yeah, really because because as you're reading it and and as you're listening to it, Paul, did you not mm-hmm. think the same thing I did? Where this is he he basically had the exact opposite. Weather-wise, as we had, when we picked our cars up at the airport, like like chaos and unorganization and a big venue,
2: everything was the same, other than the weather was (laughs) flip-flopped. So some people who flew or drove more than 500 kilometers to get their car uh, postponed. Uh, Many of them who ordered weren't happy, saying they're not going to pick up their cars if it's not inside.
0: Yeah. and
2: then He can't be bothered... (laughs) With that, he's, like, fine with waiting. He wants to know, how was it in Canada? Did you pick up your car in the dark parking lot? Or did you need a red carpet and bottle wine on the passenger seat? <laughs> okay. Well, I, I get it. And
0: here's a picture he sent of... Uh of some of the lineups and stuff like that.
1: Oh, well, the lights are lovely.
0: I was, gonna, I was just about to say <laughs> the same thing. That's a nice ambiance. But this is Norway. Keep in mind, Norway, what, what was it? Their last study was 54% of the cars sold in, in last month or last year were EVs. So they're going to get this a lot. I mean, this is something that I guess people in Norway are going to have to start contending with or the manufacturers and Tesla and stuff like that, they're going to have to pull up their stocks and do a better job.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, like, since I think of the, of the three of us here, I've, I'm the one who most recently picked up a, a Tesla. So I mean, I picked mine up during you know the height of COVID, which we're still in. And mm-hmm. it was a touchless experience. And um, there wasn't a lot of pomp and circumstance or ceremony around it. And it, it, it was light outside. So I guess that's good. I got a chance to really look around the car and make sure there wasn't anything um, wrong with it that I wasn't happy with. But I think, you know, i I have two answers to this. So one is during COVID, I think they're doing the best that they can. Right. And they're probably finding themselves in these types of situations. My second point is that when you spend that much money on a car, right. I mean, you have an expectation of a great delivery experience, which I had with my Model X right back in 2017. That's probably the best Tesla delivery experience I had, where it was like a red carpet thing, right? And you kind of felt special, which as a consumer is something that, you know, you remember and you associate with the brand, right? So I think once COVID is done, you know, hopefully Tesla uh, makes the delivery experience a little more, um, have a good experience you know what i mean like well, not that it's bad
2: it's in, in like our delivery experience and i say our because all three of us had the same with our three um yeah like mine was on the first day that they started at the international center in the morning and i think i was there for like six or seven hours where yep. they one person had part of my paperwork another person had a part a third person had a part and they were running around for six hours trying to find each other chaos to get all my paperwork (laughs) together uh because they're trying to deliver i think like 1500 to 2000 cars over a seven day span yeah right
1: i can i can beat that story when you're done (laughs) i'm
2: sure you can right and i'm just saying (laughs) the uh it wasn't like a red carpet experience by any stretch of the imagination uh they had a car out there you can like go sit inside you can check it out but when I finally got my car and it was in the afternoon, but people are there in the afternoon, probably didn't get their car till it was dark outside, truthfully. Uh, but when I finally got my car, it wasn't like they came out and they said, Hey, here, let me show you some stuff about it. It was, no. here's your card. Good get luck. out of here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're yeah. turning people through, but, but my experience when we picked up our model threes and around the same time at the international center there in, in Toronto, um, So I, you know, I did not pay by bank draft because I'm like bank draft. That's just like, so, I don't know, 1970 or something. Right. So I did a wire transfer. I remember Uh, you telling
0: this. (laughs) When I went in
1: to get my car, I'm sitting there, you know, that little, you know, that circular desk thing with the high chairs. Yep. And uh, the guy says, oh, so uh, where's your bank draft? (laughs) I'm like, bank draft? And I paid you guys by wire transfer. Oh, well, we don't have your money. (laughs) So that was fun.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, to, yeah, I remember you telling that story to me before. Yeah, that that would have been – yeah, I would have been having uh, chickens there. Uh, Tony in the chat says he, his delivery went pretty smoothly. But then he turned around and said, but they forgot to take his trade in. <laughs>
2: uh, And then Um, um, he almost drove drove off. Yeah, yeah. Gary said May thirty (laughs) first, five hours at International Center. So I'm glad to see that they they shaved the time off by about an hour or two from my experience the day before. Yeah, (laughs) no, I was I was May thirty first
0: too, and yeah, mine I probably ran into Gary there, Um, didn't know him at the time, obviously, but um, yeah, mine was about four and a half five hours.
1: Yeah. Yeah, okay. was it? Here's your. Car. I remember that. Here's your card,
2: right? Yeah. <laughs> bye, bye. Well, they they actually yeah. okay. So, in fairness, they did have a guest speaker, or I don't know, not a guest speaker, but they had like a Tesla representative who's going through PowerPoint slides. Was it the lady, the girl? Yeah, yeah. You know what? She's pretty
0: high up in Tesla. Uh, I was there with Ryan. Yeah, from Nerds for Hire, and Ryan was chatting her up a, uh, a little bit and just trying to oh, get some information. No, not in that way, but trying to get some oh. information. <laughs> they, they got to talking quite a bit, and um, yeah, she ended up being really, really high up in Tesla. And ironically, last year, 2019, I got to be careful because, yeah, 2019 we went to the Cybertruck event. Ryan ran into her again, and she's still working for Tesla. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah.
1: Did she remember?
0: Yeah, she ironic well, she said she remembered him. I don't know if she called him by his name, but yeah, I think she remembered him.
2: And very, very nice lady. So like on but, your baby or what? <laughs> moving on. <laughs> I think I'm funny. That's what's important here.
0: Yes, exactly. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, like I said, we got other questions, but you know what? Um I apologize. Next week, we will sacrifice more articles and get to more questions and do it that way. So let's just get to the stories so we can end off because I know you guys got to go. Do you ha- even do you guys even have any stories for us tonight? I think I just yeah. told you one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll count we, that we'll one we'll as a story. <laughs> I do. You don't want to do this? Okay.
1: Uh, yeah.
2: Do questions instead of stories. I haven't driven this week, so I don't have no stories for you.
1: Yeah, I've I've only got six hundred kilometers on our Model Y after two months. <laughs>
2: oh, I wish I had your problem. I think you beat me over the last two months, Paul. Oh, did I?
0: <laughs> okay, here is a question from uh, Mob: How long? Speaking of deliveries, how long out between order and delivery? Uh, Sales guys says eight weeks, but I know it's usually a lot sooner.
1: Anyone know? <laughs> I'll, 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 t- I'll take a first stab at this one. Sure. On All three Teslas that I've purchased in my lifetime, all three of them came before they were expected. So I don't know if they give you a worst case scenario and it's kind of like under promise over deliver, but all three of mine came before I was expecting them.
0: Okay. it's good to know. Uh, let me see what else we got here
2: i'm looking i have a referral from december 9th which oh. is four weeks so i'll let you guys know in four more weeks from now if they got their car
1: yeah, I've, I've got some recent ones too
2: yeah check check your referrals because yeah, you just tell
0: you guys still get referrals I haven't got a referral. Actually, I shouldn't say it. Yeah,
2: you don't and get referrals? I, get
0: I got lot. I got one around Christmas time. I don't need them. <laughs> like when I get someone and what I should have done with, with this guy, just because he was my buddy and he refused to use anyone else's because um, I helped him out a lot, I guess, but I didn't need it. But when I get one, I try to give it to someone else that I know that doesn't have any or can use um, supercharging miles. Cause I just, I, I just
2: hate to see it go to waste. I, I do the same generally um, on honestly, most of my referrals are people who don't, Reach out, or I don't even know what's happening.
0: Yeah, they automatically. That's what my buddy did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Here's a question from Raj while you guys are looking for your. Uh,
1: this guy got his car in a week.
0: <laughs> Was it back <laughs> in went, December? I,
1: no. Uh, they ordered on the 12th of January and they wow. received on the 19th today.
0: Yes. Yes. Uh, Akita says says they're sandbagging delivery times too now.
2: <laughs> Raj <laughs> a has a question here. This on. might be a silly <laughs> question. What does your electricity consume? consumption go higher with a 110 volt charging solution versus a 200 14-50 the drum roll please because
0: i know the answer i want to see if you guys do okay
2: go ahead no,
1: i know i tell people i'm not an electrician
0: uh, well <laughs> i need, nor am i but i just know from experience it actually does uh 110 is very is, is a lot less efficient probably two to three times less efficient and there was a chart that um someone put up and i wish i had access to it right now but it is 200 200 or 240 volt is a lot more efficient and keep in mind too there's another question not from this guy but it was another question in a facebook page that i run that this guy was asking about his um landlord had uh given him last month's electricity bill and was freaking out saying oh my bill went up 110 and it's all because i let you start charging your, your car and he was just plugged in the 110 and he was basically asking everyone in a group is is my landlord full of it or is it act- could it actually have been just for my charging because he goes i i forget he, he broke down it was a, a long post but he broke down how much he actually charged but at the end of the day he thought that it Maybe with thirty or forty dollars, but because of the inefficiency of one ten, it could have been. Plus, what people don't realize is they see what goes into their car as uh, kilowatts and stuff like that, but they don't realize when you're plugged in, there's th- the car is pulling other stuff from from the grid that may not go into the battery pack. I may just keep the battery pack warm here in wintertime. That may preheat the car, like you know, different things, different functions of the car uh use the battery use energy when it's plugged in that doesn't just go into the battery pack. Once again, another situation. I don't know if you guys are here or not. <laughs> We're here. <but laughs> okay, yeah. okay. Okay.
2: Okay. Yeah. Uh, so Anything to add question, to that? I agree with your assessment because I don't know any better.
0: Okay. Uh, <laughs> Same.
2: <laughs> I was wondering, uh, I was wondering if you could help me out. My M3 seems to turn on the interior heating with no input from me or my wife. Looks like it's every day at 3, but I have no scheduled program. It is as if my smart preconditioning was on, but it is not for either my profile or my wife's. Anyone have a suggestion?
0: It's like a
2: ghost car.
1: Yeah, I was going to say exorcism. (laughs) Um, Is
2: there any... The only thing I can think of, if they have any third-party apps that are connected, because third-party apps can precondition your car. Um, So try to the easiest way is to change your password and then uh, all the third-party app tokens get reset and then see if it's still doing it. Uh, if it is, ask the question again and we'll hopefully have a better solution for you.
0: Yeah. No, that's that's exactly what I was thinking.
2: Great minds think alike.
0: Must be. Let's go. I think i got one more here. Am uh, I going the right way? Yeah, here we go.
2: Janet, is anyone...
0: I'm glad you used the
2: name. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> I'm
0: glad you used the name for once.
2: I think I did two to three. Yeah, they you're you're trailing good. their camper uh, with their my model Y. I know.
0: <laughs> okay, for anyone at home,
2: <laughs> it says a capital M, capital K. Okay. If so, what size camper are you towing, and what has your range experience been? We are waffling between a tab 320 cs or a r pod 190 they're speaking a different language to me now
1: yeah i don't know what those things
0: are. Ta- tab trailers and r pods are those you ever seen those little tiny trailers that go down the road like little teardrops
1: yeah, yeah.
0: those are those are r pods and tabs they're okay. little tiny tiny so they probably weigh like maybe a ton two thousand pounds maybe i'm guessing so so i guess janet just wants to know if, you know, if anyone's, uh, it, it, what what we think of.
2: Unfortunately, Janet, um, as you can tell, not very uh, educated on your question to answer it adequately. Um, Dax, would you like to weigh in? Because you,
0: yeah, yeah, well, all I
2: could
0: all I could say for a, for an pod or a Tab, if it's like without looking at the actual model, you say a one ninety or a three twenty CS. Once again, I'm assuming it's in a ballpark of about two thousand pounds. Yeah, that would be fine. I mean, I don't think anyone you would have any problems even with cargo and uh, payload and stuff like that. By the time you put up your Model Y, uh, load up your Model Y, you'll you'll still be fine. Even if that trailer was on the heavy side and say twenty five hundred pounds, you still you still under your way under your um your. But I max, think she's asking 20.
1: what the range experiences has been. Oh,
0: sorry. Oh, sorry, right. I read it wrong. Oh, the range experience. Yeah. Okay, well, yeah. yeah, it's going to be like anything else you tell. It's going to be like what I've experienced the in the forty percent. Yeah, forty percent, forty to fifty percent in the summer. Yeah, oh, in no, the winter, yeah. yeah, you
1: don't. <laughs> winter be more. Right? But It's also
0: weight dependent, isn't it? Sorry about that, Paul. I, I'm glad you brought that to my attention. I yeah. totally didn't read it right. Yeah, range.
2: Say again, Franklin. It's but it wouldn't be a lot? Wouldn't it be also weight dependent? Not just. The fact that it's there it's like whatever they're pulling right well no yeah it would be weight so
0: so that would uh have to do that would affect the range but also anything that you're pulling is it's resistance right yeah that's true it's it's extra contact onto the onto the road whether you have a, a single or double axle it just makes it worse i guess but and and those teardrops are pretty aerodynamic but at the at the end of the day it's not like pulling down one of these big Big travel trailers that are basically a square box pushing air down the highway. They're a little more aerodynamic, but you're still pulling, right? You're still going to lose something.
1: That's why I think like a, a like a, a reasonable estimate um, estimate between, would be between forty and fifty yeah.
0: percent range lock in the summer. Yep, Yeah. Just that's just calculate bad. for that.
2: Yeah, a reasonable solution. Put a pre order on a Cybertruck today.
1: Yeah,
0: but you know <laughs> what? I hope I hope I'm wrong, but that's going to still have you know, range loss, right? Hopefully I'm wrong in terms of how much, hopefully like Paul's saying, which I agree with 40 to 50%, hopefully it's, it's not in there that range, but we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, And that's it. That's all the questions. All right. Paul. Goodbye. All, all the good, all, <laughs> all the uh, time that we have for, for the questions. We got a few more that we can tackle next week. Guys, thanks very much for uh, joining me and uh, helping me out with my one year. Um, anniversary. I
1: really appreciate that. that.
0: No, we got to do this again. Maybe next time this year again, or this time next year again.
2: (laughs) Um, Okay, hopefully, (laughs) we do
1: before that. A little more gray hair, but I'll be here.
2: Yeah, let me me help help out everyone. Uh, you can find Paul Tesla Canuck on every single social platform. Look at you. Check him out on YouTube. Uh, he's gonna break 15,000 subscribers this year. Um, Top notch quality content. Um, seriously. So, Tesla Canuck. (laughs) YouTube, Tesla Canuck, Twitter. Uh, he's not much on Facebook, but Tesla Canuck everywhere. Subscribe on YouTube. Um, funny, that, funny,
0: sorry, sorry. You. Catch you off, Franklin. Funny story. Paul, you got yeah. a video coming up, uh, uh, a live video coming up this weekend. Yes, I do. I yeah. saw it. I saw when you posted it last weekend. I got, once again, I misread it just like I misread everything. I thought it was last Sunday. So I <laughs> I didn't tell you this. I actually planned my whole day around 3, 3 p.m. Because that's when it is, yeah. by the way. Next week, <laughs> my own fault. Don't don't feel bad or anything. You so I plan and, then, and, and I sit down, and it's like three o two, and I'm like thinking I'm late. I go on, and I'm like, it still says, oh, he hasn't gone on yet. And then I'm waiting, waiting another two or three minutes, and I look at it, and I'm like, hmm, it says the twenty fourth, or I think it's the twenty fourth, right, or something.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, my what I'm my to own fault. Is- <laughs> no, no, I mean, you know, what I'm trying to do is like, because the, the series that I'm doing is really geared towards new Tesla owners or people thinking of buying a Tesla. Yeah. So I just want to get plenty of advanced notice for people to plan. And if they're interested in that content, um, you know, to make arrangements to be able to see it. So, yeah, I did it a week in advance. So it's it's unusual. So, no, I'm, I <laughs> I think it's brilliant.
0: Innocent. Yeah. It, no, it's brilliant. But stupid me. OK, continue, Franklin. All right, your Dax,
2: you can find Dax on it. His YouTube channel Dax M, because you're here. Uh, Tesla talks on Twitter, and uh, he has a whole bunch of Facebook pages and stuff for anyone who uses that garbage still. All right. <laughs> yes. And Franklin. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, you can find me on Twitter at mfrunker. You can find me on YouTube at motherfrunker, and I think that covers all my social platforms. That I use. I'm on all of You're them.
1: Snapchat. You're on Snapchat. That I use it. Check
2: on Snapchat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll send you. I'll send you pictures of my carpool. Most importantly, Unwrap. Franklin's
0: on Tinder.
2: Unwrapped, Paul.
0: <laughs> Folks, thanks very much for joining us this this week. Uh, we will see you here next week. Thanks, guys. Thanks to everyone in the in the um, chat that helped out and participated. Thanks to everyone that
2: mailed in their oh, questions oh, oh, or asked us a question. Because this is like the first question we had in the chat all night. Yep. What new product do you guys think we will see first? Plat S, Cybertruck, Semi. Plat S.
1: I hope it's a Cybertruck. Can
2: yeah, I, I hope it's hope. a Cybertruck too, but it's going to be the Plat S. <laughs> yeah, probably. Plat S, my guess. Yeah. Yep. All
0: right. See yeah, you guys nice. next week. <laughs> see, see you
1: guys.
2: <laughs> bye bye. All right. Okay.